Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. In ancient Japan, a sword was forged with mystical powers. Whoever had it was the ruler of Japan. It has been lost to time. I think there's a strong possibility it's still hidden somewhere in Japan. But can it be found? Swords have a spirit. I don't know what I'm going to find at the top of the shrine. Yeah! I've come this far, I'm not turning back. Nope, you don't f with a snow monkey. In Japan, there is a legend of a magic sword. A blade so perfect, so powerful, that whoever possessed it could control a nation. But this is no fairy tale. The sword is real. The only question is, where is it? It is the 13th century. Goro Niyudo Masamune is the finest swordsmith in Japan. And the Hanjo Masamune is considered his crowning achievement. Along with its lethal edge, it is said the blade has supernatural powers and cannot be used to kill an innocent person. In time, the Hanjo Masamune becomes Japan's greatest national treasure. But in the chaos at the end of World War II, it vanishes. While it was long believed that the missing sword was smuggled to America after the war, experts now believe that it may never have left Japan. There is new evidence that it may have been concealed in a sacred shrine in wartime tunnels, or that it's circulating on the black market. The Hanjo Masamune is considered the greatest sword ever made, and an object of intense spiritual power. Is it about to be found? I'm joining the search in the land of the rising sun. My name is Josh Gates. With a degree in archaeology and a passion for exploration, I have a tendency to end up in some very strange situations. There has got to be 
a better way to make a living. My travels have taken me to the ends of the earth as I investigate the greatest legends in history. We're good to fly, let's go. This is Expedition Unknown. Tokyo, Japan, home to nearly 40 million people. It is, quite simply, the biggest city in the world. And just about any adjective you can think of probably applies here. It is chaotic and it is serene. It is modern, it is also ancient. And one thing is for sure, there is nowhere else in the world like Tokyo. The city is, at all hours of the day, absolutely a buzz, a sea of humanity. But what jumps out at me is the Japanese fascination with cuteness. They call it kawaii, and it's everywhere. Fashion, billboards, street signs, and of course, toys. Totally unexpected, the Hanjo Masamune is right here in this shop, and it is $1.20. Worth a lot less than I thought. Hello? Oh my god, this bear is alive. <laughs> it's repeating me. Bear? You heard the bear, people. Across town, I'm kicking off my hunt for the Hanjo Masamune at the last place it was ever seen. So the real mystery of the Hanjo Masamune sword starts right here. Pretty unlikely spot, this is the Majiro police station here in Tokyo. And it was right here that maybe the finest sword ever made was lost. Forged in the 13th century by the great Masamune, the sword passes down through the ages until a fearsome warrior wields the blade in a brazen attack on General Hanjo Shigenaga and his samurai warriors. But despite splitting Hanjo's helmet, the blade spares his life and chooses a new master. The sword becomes known as the Hanjo Masamune and eventually finds its way into the hands of the noble Tokugawa clan, who rule in peace for hundreds of years. But at the end of World War II, with Japan in tatters, the Allies call for complete disarmament. In a final act of submission, every Japanese citizen is required to turn in all small arms, including cherished family swords. Ayamasa, the last Tokugawa to inherit the blade, is forced to hand over the Hanjo Masamune at the Majiro police station. It is never seen again. Now, supposedly, the sword was then handed over to a U.S. sergeant named Coldy Bymore. But there's just one problem. He doesn't seem to exist. Many Japanese swords were given away to Allied soldiers as trophies of war. A record shows the sword being turned in and then being signed over to Sergeant Coldy Bymore. But nobody with that name or any variation of it ever served in the U.S. Armed Forces. So if the Hanjo Masamune isn't in the police station, where did it go? To find out, I'm seeking out the man who the sword should have passed to, and he's agreed to meet me at his family's grave, which isn't exactly a simple tombstone. Very nice to meet you. Very nice to meet you as well. Hiro. Suninari Tokugawa is the 18th generation head of the family who once ruled Japan. Their sprawling ancestral temple in the middle of modern Tokyo is a testament to their power and to the sword they once wielded. It's an incredible, incredible place. Mr. Tokugawa and his grandson have agreed to take me to a sacred part of the temple that's strictly off-limits to outsiders. This is our family mausoleum. This is beautiful. 
These are the tombs of the Tokugawa shogun, military generals that governed from 1603 until 1867. So these are the graves. Six different shogun. Right. Buried here. Yes. So as each Tokugawa shogun ascended the throne, yes. the sword was passed. Right. And this went on for how long? Well, actually, right up until uh, your father. World War II, end of World yes. War II. Some people would be surprised that your father simply turned it in. Mm -hmm. Why do you think he chose to do that instead of hiding the sword somewhere? Uh, my father mm. was the, uh, the last minister chairman of uh, House of Lords. Yes. And he was a good ambassador before then. To hide something in, I think, never came up to his uh, brain. You know? yes. It's a rule, order. So he did the right yes. thing? Yes. Why do you think this particular sword is so well regarded? It's a half sword, half scepter. Whoever had it, it was the shogun, was the ruler of Japan. So it's not just a sword, it's a symbol. Right. If the Hanjo Masamune is still in Japan, where do you think it might be? Very clever sword lover. Want to keep it in his place like this and nobody would see it. If, um, if I find the sword, mm -hmm. I will call you, Mr. Tokugawa. I'll be waiting for you. <laughs> thank you very Anytime. much for your time. Yes, thank I you very it. much. Thank yes. you, and thank you, Hiro. Thank you, and uh, good luck with your search. Thanks very yes. much. The Tokugawas believe the sword could be hidden in a private collection, so I'm off to meet a noted sword expert who believes he may know where. To get there, I'll have to brave the wild world of the Japanese subway. All told, there are almost 300 different stations and multiple lines overlapping one another. Every day, over 8 million people ride these rails, and today, I'm one of them. Central to Japanese culture are honor and respect, which are on full display in the world's most polite subway car. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry to everybody. I just want to be clear how quiet it is in this train. If this were New York City, there'd be three guys drumming, two dudes panhandling, someone screaming, somebody talking a lot about Jesus. Confession, the next 12 and a half minutes of complete silence may be the longest I've ever gone without speaking. Good Lord. At the nearby Hamariku Gardens, I'm meeting Adrian Schlemmer, a sword connoisseur and expert who has been collecting and studying Japanese blades for 30 years. What's your opinion about the Hanjo Masamune? Where, where do you think it went? As 68 years have passed, it becomes less and less likely that, that up in America. So that not being the case, there's a good chance that it's ended up somewhere in Japan. At the time of the confiscation, Museums were exempt, shrines were ex exempt, and quite legally even. If they donated to a shrine before they were confiscated, then they belonged to the shrine. Do you think that the Hanjo Masamune is going to resurface at some point? Well, it could well be that the Hanjo Masamune will resurface when it wants to resurface. Swords have a spirit. If that's the case, then it could well be that its spirit has decided it's not time for it to show its face. <laughs> Adrian and others are convinced the sword is still here on Japanese soil, 
perhaps stowed in a shrine or illegally sold to a collector. To follow up on that lead, Adrian has put me in touch with a black market sword expert who has agreed to be interviewed anonymously in a local bar. Time for me to descend into the world of Tokyo nightlife. This is Kabukicho, the red light district of Tokyo. It is called the Sleepless Town. Hey, how are you? Hi, how are you? The city glows like a neon microchip, powered by endless bars, entertainment, and one-of-a-kind lounge acts. Is that a robot playing a saxophone? You may be asking yourself. Answer, you bet it is. I don't know where this elevator goes, but I assume it's the future. Japan is confounding because it strives to maintain ancient traditions while also embracing modernity. And Tokyo is, in many ways, a city obsessed with the future. And at Robot Restaurant, that future feels like a full-on 23rd century acid trip. Are you ready? Yes! Good Lord, was that, was that real? Before I lose my sanity completely, I eject back out onto the streets for my meeting with a black market sword dealer. Just a few blocks away is an area known as Golden Guy, a warren of narrow alleys crammed with more than 200 bars. Golden Guy doesn't feel quite as welcoming as the robot restaurant, and supposedly it's run by the Yakuza, the Japanese mob. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm on the trail of the Hanjo Masamune, a mystical 13th century Japanese sword that disappeared at the end of World War II. This is Golden Guy, a neighborhood of Tokyo where I'm supposed to rendezvous with an expert who specializes in black market sword trading. I duck into a local bar where my contact has agreed to an interview on the condition that I conceal his identity. 
So um, very, very interested in the Hanjo Masamune, mm -hmm. but, but also in understanding uh, these valuable swords in general. Mm -hmm. Are they allowed to be traded? Yes, but uh, of course uh, the buyer and the seller has to report to the authority. By law, every Japanese sword is given papers of authentication. But if a sword is unsigned by the artist or without documentation, like the Hanjo Masamune, there's no way to track it. And, and what about underground trading? Is that, is that something that happens? Well, if one person gets a precious sword and sells uh, to an to antique shop or at the internet auction, well, nobody will know. So if the sword shows up and it has no authentication papers, right. how do you know that it's the Hanjo Masamune? What we have to do is to match to the figures left today. Okay, this is the most accurate figure, I think, of the Hanjo Masamune. This wavy shape here is called Hamon. What is the Hamon? Hamon is a pattern of the sword's uh, actually edge. So it's like a fingerprint. Oh, yes. If somebody tomorrow said they found the Hanjo Masamune, this is the way that we would tell, right? Yes. Where could that sword have been kept safe at a time when the Allies were trying to find every sword in Japan? They actually created huge tunnels, and they moved uh, functions of the government and, of course, precious materials uh, from Tokyo. And so you think it's possible that the sword could have been hidden away in one of those, one of those imperial tunnels? There is one guy uh, investigating this issue right now, and he's got a newer information, and he's researching in Nagano right now. By the light of a new day, I'm eager to follow up on this promising lead. On the way to the tunnels, I plan to stop in Kamakura, the city where the Hanjo Masamune was forged. From Tokyo, it's about a 40-minute train ride south, in complete silence, of course. This was once the center of Japan's power and home to samurai and warlords known as shogun. It is somewhere in this ancient city where Masamune forged his legendary sword. There is a myth that the blade was tested against an evil sword crafted by the swordsmith Muramasa. The two katanas were placed in a river and while the Muramasa sliced everything that crossed its path, the Masamune spared every branch, leaf and fish. It was as though the sword had a conscience and a mind of its own. Little is known about Masamune the man. He crafted his blades between 1288 and 1328. His grave in Kamakura is simple and modest. So how did Masamune craft a weapon of such power and perfection? While he isn't around to tell me, astonishingly, his descendant is. Tsunehiro Yamamura is the 24th generation of Masamune and has been making swords like his grand ancestor for 40 years. What is the secret, Mr. Yamamura, to, to making a great sword? It takes patience and great tradition. A true samurai sword is not just a weapon, it's alive. The secret to forging a sword is heat. In 1,300 degrees of red-hot coals, 15 pounds of Tamahagani Japanese steel is thrust into the furnace to soften the metal and remove impurities. Then, for weeks, the steel is hammered, shaped, and folded until all that's left is the essence of a blade. But the forge is also a holy place. The walls covered in prayers and offerings to summon the gods and imbue the weapon with the soul of the swordsmith. 
the craftsmen wear ceremonial robes. Lucky for me, they come in 2XL. Amazingly, this kind of fits me. I don't know how that's possible. I am the biggest person in Japan. Look like Sumotori. I look like what? Sumotori. Smotori? Sumotori. Sumo, sumo fighter. I look like a sumo wrestler. Sumo wrestler. Oh, very nice, sir. Thank you. I'm allowed the honor of hammering Sunihiro's latest masterpiece, which, while very kind of him, might not be a great idea. Be careful. Be careful. And, and slowly. You memorize timing. I memorize one, the timing. One, one, one. One, one, one. Okay. Thousands of years of Japanese tradition. I've had a four second prep course. I'm sure I'm going to nail this. Okay, here we go. First you, yep. Good Lord. I'm in Kamakura, Japan, where I've been invited to try my hand at forging a samurai sword. This could get really embarrassing really quickly. I am killing this. Come on! Come on! That was pretty good! How would you review my, my performance? How did I do? Mmm, so-so. Mmm, so-so. All right, I'll take it. Okay, I didn't exactly knock it out of the park, but I've got a shot at redemption. He's an instructor, Mr. Ohata-san. Very nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Okay. This is Japanese sword. Please use this. You want me to use this? Thank you very much. Okay, real Japanese sword. Real Japanese real sword. sword. And you're going to let me hold this? Yes. That's a terrible mistake. <laughs> okay. Hopefully not, hopefully not. Can you demonstrate first? Yes, okay. Okay, I'll stand back. This is called Tamashigiri. Samurais slice through tightly rolled up tatami mats to test the quality of the sword and their skills handling it. And Mr. Ohada is a tough act to follow. That was very impressive. Yes. So I have my left foot forward, right? And then I go here, and I go... Yes. Okay, now you try. Okay. All right, so let me get in position here. Pressure is on, a lot of camera phones out. Crazy big white guy in the streets of Kamakura. Okay, do I need to make that noise? Yes. I do? Voice is concentration's voice. Okay, you may want to back up now because I don't know where this sword is going. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> I got very lucky, I think, but I'll take it. It's okay? Okay. Okay? Perfect. Uh, you can cut better than teacher. Yes. I'm better than the teacher? Yeah. Somebody get that on camera. Very uh, clear cut. You have samurai DNA. I have samurai DNA. <laughs> yes, 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 I guess. Thank you. Arigato. Congratulations. Arigato. Arigato. It's not every day you find out you were born a samurai, and with a deeper understanding of what it takes to make these razor-sharp swords, I'm renewing my hunt for the Hanjo Masamune. My expert in Tokyo believes the government might have hid the blade in underground tunnels at the end of World War II, and has put me in touch with a modern-day treasure hunter who believes the blade could be in Nagano. It's about 170 miles from Kamakura to Nagano, but it will take less than an hour aboard a Shinkansen, the Japanese bullet train. I mean, come on. 
This is the future. This is it, right here. I'm in a spaceship. The trains are called bullets for a reason. They effortlessly hit speeds of up to 200 miles an hour, and their departures are timed to the second. Their secret? The trains run on completely independent tracks and use tunnels and elevated systems to go over or through any obstacles, including the time-space continuum. Good night, bullet train. I love you. An hour later, the love affair is over, and we glide into the station at Nagano. Just a few miles away, I'm meeting a contact who's part of a new generation of urban explorers that the Japanese call Haiko. Michael Gakorin may look like he's in a boy band, but he's part of an international group dedicated to the investigation of seldom explored ruins from Japan's past. He lives for this stuff and believes he may know where the Hanjo Masamune is hiding. Wow, look at this place. Oh. That is foreboding. Yeah. So these are the tunnels, the Matsushiro tunnels that were built uh, towards the Second World War. The Japanese built this underground shelter in 1944 to house the imperial government in the final days of World War II. Michael believes the government might have stashed the Hanjo Masamune somewhere in the darkness below. We have permission to go here? We do, luckily. Please, after you. Let's go. Okay, please. I'm not sure how confident I am that Michael is going to lead me straight to the sword, but what can I say? I'm a glutton for exploring creepy tunnels. This is amazing. Yeah. Just these like roughly blasted tunnels. They do. They use just dynamite to blast, blast, blast really deep into the mountain. Incredible. National treasures were slated to come into these tunnels? Yes. If these tunnels were properly completed and they moved the Imperial family down here, probably would have been taken and stored here. Have the tunnels been widely explored? Well, certain sections have, but there's also many, many kilometers of tunnels that haven't been properly excavated. So what's the, uh, what's the general plan of attack here? Well, I've got a metal detector and some digging equipment, so I'm thinking we can go into some of the tunnels that haven't been properly excavated and, and see if we get any hits. See if we can find the Hanjo. We begin to scour the seven miles of serpentine passages, and after a few hours in the chilly darkness, we finally get a hit. Whoa, big hit, hit, big hit. I'm in Japan exploring Imperial tunnels from World War II, looking for any signs of the world's finest sword. And we might just have found something. Whoa, big hit, big hit. Something there. Yeah, definitely something there, isn't there? There might just be some ore. Oh, there's a coin. Oh, look at that, a coin. Huh, look at that. Something of value. <laughs> we got 10 yen. 10 yen. There it is. I mean, I'm finding treasure. <laughs> I think the Hanjo Masamune is worth more than 10 yen. You're an official treasure hunter now. But I'm not leaving here empty-handed. Right. Right? It's something. All right, I'm, I'm claiming this. We can split it. <laughs> five yen for you, five yen for me. Okay. Hours of searching leads us through incredible tunnels, but we find no sign of the Hanjo Masamune. As we ascend to the surface, I'm reminded that the legend says the sword will only appear to someone worthy of its righteous powers like a samurai. In feudal Japan, Bushido was a set of moral principles followed by these soldiers. It means the way of the warrior, an unwritten code that permeated every aspect of the samurai's life. This culture is something I know almost nothing about, and yet it's a critical part of the sword's history, 
I really want to understand more about the world of the samurai. All I need now is someone willing to teach me. This is Tetsuro Shimaguchi, a Japanese sensei with 25 years of relentless training. Not a guy you want to mess with, but he has agreed to give me a crash course in samurai training and kimonos. So this first. Yeah. This is already going well. How do you do this by yourself? This is a two-person job. <laughs> yeah. Yes? Oh, Kanawa. What's going on back there? But wait, there's more. You can protect your ears. Am I going to need my ears protected, Sensei? <laughs> and really, how much protection am I getting? Okay. Looks good. It looks good? Yeah. I feel like you look like a very cool samurai. samurai and I look like a line cook at Benihana. The key to becoming a samurai? Practice. Like this, concentrate. Left hand like this. Your posture is very important. Posture? Yeah. Samurai fighting, not only this direction, all direction. Like this, like this. You have to have a wide perspective and see all around you. Yes. 98, Samurai is quick movement and stop. Slide and keep, look. Sorry. No problem. I'm afraid of cutting my hand off. Two, three, four. Right hand side, not enemy. Left side, enemy. My enemy attack. I see. The sensei throws lesson after lesson at me, as well as his sword. Don't move, please. I think I need a new kimono. Yes, <laughs> yes. Your hand, yes. Excellent. Tip of the sword, your enemy's throat. I'm becoming a baby samurai. Big baby samurai. Big baby samurai, that's what they call me. It's been a whirlwind day of training. I just didn't realize there was going to be a final exam. I think you're all ready to fight my student. Okay. I just want to say that I'm a very nice person and I don't want to die here today. I've been training to become a samurai with an acclaimed sensei. And he's just invited me to spar with his favorite student. <laughs> you win. Okay, let's be honest. She kicked my ass. Okay. Thank you. You are uh, a wonderful teacher. <laughs> you're an excellent student. Uh, I don't know about that, but you're very, very patient. Any advice for me in searching for the sword? Uh, then he believe it never left Japan, and that it is hidden in a shrine. At the end of World War II, the Japanese were forced to hand over all ceremonial swords. But some shrines were exempt, which means one of them could contain the Hanjo Masamune. The mountaintop temple at Togakushi is rumored to have a great treasure. Some believe it's the sword. Maybe you find Hanjo Masamune. I hope so. Yes. Arigato. I'm not sure my crash course in samurai training means I'm pure of spirit and worthy of finding the Masamune, but I'm certainly not going to pass up this lead. There's no bullet train to Togakushi Mountain, so I'm taking the fastest wheels I can find. I'm cruising 100 miles north on icy roads. My destination? A shrine somewhere on a 6,000-foot frozen volcano. Here we are in beautiful Nagano, Japan which once hosted the Winter Olympics. 
interesting fact, this year's Winter Olympics are being held in my pants. Uh, I'm totally frozen from the waist down. The roads climb higher and are progressively snowier. Once I reach the mountain, I abandon the bike and continue on unplowed hiking trails. Note to self, conduct quests for mystical Japanese swords in the summer. It may be cold, but it's also majestic. The trail is lined with soaring 400-year-old trees caked in fresh-fallen snow. The most amazing part about being up here is that it is completely silent. I feel like I am totally alone up here, but in fact, I'm not. Check this out. Snow monkeys. There are more than 100,000 of these guys scattered throughout Japan. And uh, after humans, no other primate lives in a colder or more northerly climate. They are resilient, they are adaptive, and most importantly, they are very, very good at relaxing. The key to their survival are these volcanic hot tubs, which the monkeys have turned into a full-time spa. The water is piping hot, and you don't even have to rent a locker or tip the towel boy. But they do have a strict monkeys-only membership policy. Hey, buddy. Nope. You don't f with a snow monkey. I'd rather risk losing my fingers to frostbite than a snow monkey, so I'm back on the move. I don't know what I'm going to find at the top of the shrine or how receptive the monk is going to be, but I've come this far, I'm not turning back. After a few hours trudging uphill, the blanket of snow reveals what I've been searching for, the entrance to the mountaintop temple of Togakushi. This is Zwishinman Gate, a red beacon in an otherwise endless sea of white. Passing through it signifies that I have stepped into the domain of the gods. Okay, here we go. Togakushi means hidden door. In Japanese mythology, this is where the sun goddess hid herself at the end of every day. And now, it is one of the most sacred Shinto shrines in Japan. The high priest lives here alone through the long winter and has kindly agreed to receive me. It's okay to enter. It is extremely uncommon and a great honor for a visitor to be invited inside. Patience is a virtue here in Japan, and before I can speak to the priest, we must honor the spirits of the mountain. Mizno-san, uh, thank you very much, first of all, for allowing me to come here. I have come to Japan because we're very interested in the story of the Honjo Masamune, uh, the, the great lost sword of Japan. And I have been told that, that this shrine may have a, a treasure inside of it. Is there, is there a treasure in this shrine? Yes. This shrine has a sacred body or a goshintai, an object that holds the spirit of a god so that we can see them here on earth. Um, do you think it's possible that, that swords like this could be sacred objects in shrines? It is possible. Swords can be more than weapons. They are the essence of great power. I see. Um, 
Is there a treasure here that I can see? Yes. This shrine has a sacred body or a Goshintai, an object that holds the spirit of a god so that we can see them here on earth. No sacred treasure in a temple should be seen. But I can tell you that our treasure is not a sword. The real treasure here is all around you. The trees, the snow, the sky. That is why the gods come here. The trees are sacred. The, the nature is sacred. Every bit as valuable and beautiful as a sword. Yes, that is the real prize. Arigato. Yeah. As I leave the temple and begin the trek downhill, I actually feel a sense of satisfaction, and I see the landscape around me with fresh eyes. But it turns out there is also one last chance to discover the sword. My expert contacts have alerted me that a renowned sword collector in Tokyo has come into possession of a reportedly sacred blade. I've come full circle to where my journey began, and as rain begins to fall over Tokyo, I duck into an antique shop to follow one last lead in the mystery. Hello. Uh, hello. Hello. Are you Shimizu-san? Hi. I'm Josh. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Oh, thank you very much. Yoshitaka Shimizu is a renowned sword collector, and Paul Martin is a noted British curator here to evaluate the latest addition to Mr. Shimizu's collection. How long have you been dealing in, in swords? My family has been collecting swords since 1874. Your family's been, been dealing in swords since 1874. What is it for you about these objects that makes them so special? I think that, that learning about Japanese swords is one of the fastest ways to understand Japanese culture. Would you like to see? He's got a very special sword here. Would you like to see it? A very special sword? Yeah. Absolutely, yes. Terrific. Thank you. My journey across Japan has all led to this. Beautiful box. This sword came to Mr. Shimizu from an anonymous private collector. But is it the sacred blade I've been searching for? It's beautiful. It really is. I mean, when you look at it on the edge, it's just impossibly sharp. Could this be the Hanjo? No, it is not the Hanjo, but it is a treasure. Absolutely stunning. The edge just vanishes. I mean, it just goes to nothing, it feels like. How old is this blade? Sorry, just over 600 years old. Just over 600 years old. And the, and the sword maker? Masamune. Masamune. This is a Masamune? Right? Yeah. This is a Masamune? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's amazing. That is absolutely incredible. It is beautiful. This katana was forged by the hands of Japan's most venerated sword maker. And although it's not the Hanjo, to hold one of the master's creations is more than I ever expected. There's something so balanced about it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, it does. It feels, a good sword it feels, will, will feel feels sort of... Alive in the hand. Yeah, it feels sort of perfect. Yeah. It just looks terrifyingly sharp. Yeah. Now very sharp. Yeah. Well, the first time I saw a real Japanese sword like this, I was... Uh, Profoundly moved. They do kind of touch the soul. You're surprised at their beauty and, and how deep an object they are. It's an intrinsically beautiful art object. On top of that, it, you know, they're very cool weapons. That's what attracts everyone. <laughs> right. You know, but then once you get past that, you realize it's a spiritual object, a religious object. 
you know, and all these different myriad of, of meanings that they have, and you, you get sucked in. A lot like Japan itself. Well, not the, uh, the Hanjo Masamune, but a Masamune. Masamune. Yeah, I'll certainly settle for that. It is absolutely stunning. Japan has always felt to me like a place that exists out of time. The future is in the present, and the present is filled with the past. Different eras blending together to create a dizzying and disorienting masterpiece. And the Hanjo drifts between these worlds. Searching for it felt like grasping at wisps of smoke. It is everywhere and nowhere. An object that represents the distant heights of an empire, the humbling of a nation, and the promise of a future filled with honor and custom. The truth is, nobody knows where the Hanjo is, though many are looking. But it no longer seems lost to me. The sword is Japan itself, graceful, spiritual, ancient and eternal, all balanced on an improbable edge. For many, the blade has a soul and a conviction to decide its own fate. I hope that one day soon, the Hanjo Masamune will decide to return and allow us all to admire it with wonder. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.